Welcome to the All-American Chapel Protestant Service Podcast. This week's sermon will be given by Chaplain Ivan Aragin. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that we live in a country where we can come and worship you freely. We never want to take that for granted. Many in this room have experienced on deployments or various trips overseas places where Christians cannot worship freely. And so we are grateful to be able to say at the top of our lungs, we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We're grateful for that privilege. And we are grateful that you have given us the opportunity to sing songs, to have people lead us in such a powerful way. We're grateful to read your word, and we're grateful to know you. Father, you see all the barriers that will keep us from hearing from you today. You see the people in this room who need to establish that relationship with you, where they've never trusted you as their Lord and Savior. I pray that that will happen today. I pray that you will mold us and make us today into the people that you want us to be. And I pray that you would now take these tithes and offerings as we're about to give them and use them for the upbuilding of your kingdom. But Lord, we also are grateful for the instructions that you gave us on prayer. And now we want to pray, Jesus, as you taught us to pray, by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. John chapter 6, beginning in verse 16. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat walking on the water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I. Don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. I don't understand. Where did all the fish go? I left them right here. I, I know my nets are working good. I don't know. Where did you all come from? Oh. oh this is, I, I didn't know there would be this many people here today. I usually come here for fishing. I didn't expect all of you here. I, I, I know this is a beautiful place to be. Don't you like the beautiful sunset that comes here? It's beautiful. I, I try to come here almost every day when my master lets me. You can smell the Aegean Sea is so beautiful. 
I didn't introduce myself. My name is Nicholas. I'm a simple, simple man. My master, sometimes he allows me to come here to eat my lunch. I love this beautiful view of the waters. You're probably wondering, where is my lunch? Right here. It's a simple lunch. <laughs> oh, I have my bread. Simple. I have, oh, what else do I make today? Ah, look at grapes from Cappadocia. Aren't they beautiful? You see, Cappadocia is that way, next to Bithynia. And down that way, Jerusalem. Up this way, Thrace and Macedonia and across the Aegean Sea. Yes, Athens, a great city. But these grapes, <laughs> mm. would you like some? Really, in my culture, it's very, very important to be hospitable. Please. That's a good one. Ah, aren't they delicious, sweet from Cappadocia, beautiful region. Oh, some meats. I was hoping to catch some fish, but, uh, you know, they get away. But I have some, you might not like this. This is from my region, Smyrna. You want to try? You want to try? Ah, now that's an adventurous young man. Let me hear. Come here. You can try this one. Take as much as you like. I... Take more. Oh, he's growing. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Your mother would be proud of you. I wish I had more to give. Ah, you know, that reminds me of a story a story that my master told me. My master is the bishop of Smyrna, Polycarp. And my master would tell me, oh, he would tell me a bunch of these stories. Like, for example, he told me one time of this man called Jesus, how he fed, oh, what, what was it? 5,000 plus people. I wish he was here now to help me feed all of you because I don't have enough. I don't have enough food to give to you. But you know, it's hard for me to believe those stories that my master tells me. It really is. It, it is difficult for me. See, I'm a simple man. I serve my master, the bishop of Smyrna. Yet, when I look into my master's eyes, he believes this Jesus. I can see it. I can see the passion that he has when, when, when he speaks of this Jesus. But I don't have that passion. Oh, 
No. Those things are hard for me. Hard for me. See, I'm here in Smyrna. Those things happen way down there. Far, far from me. I've never even been there. Yet my master, he believes. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you my name. My name is Nicholas. Nicholas from Smyrna. I have heard from others when, when, my, when my master speaks to people, I hear sometimes the people say, I don't believe that. No, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it with my own two eyes. And I say, yes, that's true. I can see bread. Special paper from Macedonia. See? I can eat bread. But my master, he's never seen this Jesus. Ah, would you like to hear a different story? Of course you would, or else you wouldn't be here. I remember my master said to me one time, that this Jesus, by this Jesus who claimed to be the Son of God, but this Jesus, after he fed the five, 5,000 or so, he sent his followers into a boat. And, and they got into this boat, and according to to my master. Oh. Did I tell you that my master was taught by another man? This other man is Ioannis. Ioannis was a follower of this Jesus. Oh, I, I forgot to translate that word Ioannis into your language. John. John, he was known as the beloved. And according to this John, he sent, Jesus sent his, his followers away in a boat uh, by this, in the Sea of Galilee. And there, those, those men, like, uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Simon, uh, uh, Philippos, uh, Jacobos, Johannes, uh, and there were some others there. Andres, Andres was also there. Some others that were there rowing, and they were rowing and rowing. It was very late at night. And as they were going along, suddenly a huge storm came upon them. And they were, oh, they were rowing as hard as they could. And it's almost like they were being pushed back and forth in the waves. And it was just tormenting them. They, they couldn't go anywhere. You know, I fish a little. I know what it's like to be out in the waters when the storm hits. They were tormented 
on those waves. And then, you're not going to believe what happened next. As, as they were pushing and, and pulling and trying to Something appeared. Something appeared walking on the water. You're a woman of reason. You can't, can you imagine a man or anybody walking on water? <laughs> Let me try to show you. <laughs> See, if, if I'm standing here on land. If I go over there, you know what will happen. I'm not going to stand. But according to John, that this Jesus walked, walked towards them. And, and then he said, don't be afraid. <laughs> I would be afraid if I was out rowing and pushing and pulling and pulling. And then another person came towards me on water. impossible. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yet my master, Polycarp, he believes this. He believes this man, Jesus. You know what happened next? They let him in the boat. Would you let somebody walking on water into the boat? That makes no sense. And then they immediately were at land. I know this with certainty. If I take a piece of this bread and throw it in the water, it will not float. I might float for a little until the water drowns it. And then it's gone. Fish float, don't they? But they're dead. So how can a man float? Because he wasn't dead, according to John or else they wouldn't have let him in the boat, right? Would you accept a dead man into your boat? Whether or not he walks, I don't know. But he was alive. They let him in the boat. It makes no sense. It is impossible. You know, as, as a child... I would listen to stories that, that Polycarp would tell us. And Polycarp would tell us stories about Moses and, and Joshua and, and Elijah and Elisha and, and how they parted the waters, right? You, you remember those? They parted the waters, but they walked on dry land. 
But this Jesus, he walked on water. My master says that this Jesus is greater than Moses, greater than Joshua, greater than Elijah and Elisha. That he is the son of the living God. Where does he get this authority from? Where does he get this power from? How is it that he can walk on water? That the winds surrender to his power. That water supports him, surrenders to his presence. How can they be in the Sea of Galilee and then immediately be on land? All the work that those men struggled to move, to go forward against the wind, everything they put their hands into, immediately they were there. As if this Christ not only has power over creation, but this Christ has power over space, movement, time. No. I don't. I don't believe. But my master, my master Polycarp, he is so patient with me. He says to me, Nicholas, sometimes he calls me Nico. Nico, why don't you believe? I said to him, you can't walk on water. I can't walk on water. What do you want me to believe? <laughs> the other day, my master was, was teaching and, and talking with others. And, and you, you there were some words that my master said that just pierced my heart. He said, these things were written so that you would believe. You see, my master was, was telling me what Johannes, what John the Beloved had written. These things have been written so that you would believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And by believing in him, you would have life in his name. Life? Life in his name? This is life right here. I can go to the waters and fish. I can walk. I can see my family. I can eat my food. This is life. And yet, 
Polycarp said that, John, if I was to believe life in this Jesus, life that is more than what I can see. And that, but according to John, it did not stop. He, he continued to write, and, and he said, He said, Jesus appeared to his followers. And one of his followers wasn't there. His name is Tomas. And when the other followers told Tomas about him, Tomas said, I believe it. If I can put my hands into his wounds, then I'll believe. Sounds like me. this Jesus appeared later on and Thomas Thomas was invited by Jesus and Thomas believed and do you know what this Jesus said you believe because you see blessed are those who have not seen and believe. Those words echo in my mind. Because my master says to me, Nico, all that has been written about this Christ, what, the, what, what John has written is sufficient, satisfactory for you to believe, Nico. It is sufficient evidence of who this man is. Creation surrenders to him. Water surrenders to him. Time and space surrenders to him. Nico, what stops you from surrendering? What stops? What will I do? There's life in his name. And the opposite is there's no life if I don't surrender. What will I do? What would you do? These are words prayed by Jesus on our behalf. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you and the Father are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Church, what do you believe, and will you surrender? I invite you to stand and sing with us or to come and pray.
want to ask if you would just bow your heads for just a moment, and I'm going to have Holly, if she would, just play uh, one more stanza of I Surrender All. And I just want to challenge you this morning. This has been a different sermon, a different uh, way of presenting the message that John has been driving home to us week after week. Who is Jesus to you? Is it just a collection of stories that you've heard from your youth? Is he just some figure in history that you've questioned, that you've wondered about, that you have try to make some kind of connection to but have never really been able to figure it all out. I just want to challenge you today. Don't miss the signs that have been pointing us week after week to Jesus, the signs of who he really is. Yes, a historical figure, but so much more. These miracles that we've been looking at, no other figure in history has ever done the things that Jesus did because there is no other man in history that was equal to God, that was God in the flesh, that came to this earth to demonstrate his power, yes. But to do that so that we might truly believe in who he is and accept what he offered, the gift of salvation. Today, I pray, don't leave this building without making sure that you know who Jesus is for the first time in your life. There are many here that will help you. We've got a whole chaplain team ready to help you understand who Jesus really is today. Father, I ask now that you would take what we have heard, that you would allow the, the message of this miracle of Jesus overcoming nature to walk on water as another demonstration and sign of who he really is. Father, help, I pray. 
Help our hearts to be challenged today to not overlook this sign, this miracle, this demonstration of who Jesus is. And I pray, Lord, if there's someone here today that needs to make that connection and establish that relationship with Jesus, that today would be the day that that decision is made. And I pray, Lord, these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was this week's All-American Chapel Protestant Service podcast. Please tune in for next week's podcast.